Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. I be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Before we begin, let me go ahead and introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. It's 2016's honorable mention, rock, paper, scissors champion of the world. Mm. Uh, he is the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Yeah, I thought you were going to trick me again with another one of those mashups. <laughs> Little Sweet Home Alabama and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You got, you got like a little Will Smith and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I bet when they thought that when they made this song, they were thinking about this. Yeah, they probably would have collabed. Yeah, you think so? I guess that's the phrase they use now. <laughs> the cool kids. <laughs> that's right. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning into this week's episode. Um, you can find us out on the Facebooks at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also find us at Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. You can also find us on iTunes or the iTunes podcast store app, uh, excuse me, Google Play, Stitcher. <laughs> or that one. Yeah, or that one, yeah. Um, please go there, like, give us a like, a subscribe, a review, share some episodes that you love. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on the last couple episodes. Yeah, y'all. So we we really digging that. We like uh, we like all of our new uh, listeners joining in. Tokyo has been a hot spot. Hot on the uh, podcast. Uh, the kids map. like it like us over there in Tokyo. We're big. We're big in Tokyo. Good. Oh, that's Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally anyway, different things. Yeah, check us out on those uh, social media sites and also our website at www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. dot com. Uh, do you think that we need to be worried about Kim Jong Il and our listeners in Tokyo? Kim Jong Un, whatever his name is. You think I don't? I don't even I, know. Evidently, the new South Korean president doesn't seem to think he's a threat, and he's up for reconciliation talks. Uh oh. So, yeah. Brandon. Actually, actually, ironically, I just read this article. Okay. That um, um, South Korea has just actually announced that they're not going to continue with the uh, Thad missile system, which is what Aww. we just spent millions and millions and millions of tax dollars on to send <laughs> over there to help protect them from ballistic missiles. So, wow. I guess if he did, thinks they don't need it, then. Okay. So be it. Knock yourself out, Chief. I guess we won't be traveling to Seoul, Korea anytime soon for any fresh Korean food. Because <laughs> you never know. Well, or the Olympics. So maybe we'll strike that off the list. Yeah. Any, I think any country that has Olympics just scratch them off. <laughs> like Brazil. God, that, was, that was an awful. Yeah. If anybody has an opportunity, go to uh, Google and actually Google like mm -hmm. uh, Rio Olympics now, 2017, yep. or Sochi, Russia Olympics now. Man, they they have not even cut the grass. Dude, it's awful. Yeah. Like, what's the point of having them? Like, I really legitimately don't know. I think why. I think what a year ago we were talking about how they were all the uh, the landowner just went there and plowed all these yeah. homes up to put the stadiums and yeah. things like that. And it never causes like an e economic boom, except you know right when it's there. But then afterwards, it's like it's pointless. Well, I think Brazil um, has actually had two presidents impeached as of lately. <laughs> so, and. Uh, I forgot. I just listened to a another podcast from a reporter in Brazil, uh -huh. and they actually have currently like five hundred and thirty six senators and congressmen and uh, government representatives under investigation for corruption. Holy cow! Imagine that. God, anyway, that's a little bit off topic, but yeah, no doubt. Um, 
one thing I did want to bring up, we did post a Facebook question the other day, and we said, hey, it's getting to be summertime, and so what is your favorite summertime song? Yeah. And so um, we had a couple of them. I'm going to rate them as my personal favorites from the top down. So um, uh, number five is from our listener, Mark Mills, and he gives us this little ditty called Under the Boardwalk. Does this bring back some summer memories for you? Actually, my, my, my dad and mom would listen to this. And yeah. uh, I think every catering I've ever done in the summertime has this song. It's a good song. But also, Mark did put Carolina Girl also, which is... A, and anyone who's not from South Carolina, because Mark, I, I know Mark, he's a friend of mine, he's from South Carolina, just like I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, our state dance is called the Shaggin'. <laughs> So, the shagging wagon. The shag. So, uh, uh, so you go out shagging on you know Friday, Saturday nights. And yeah. Carolina girl and under the boardwalker. Pretty that, big, uh, pretty big it, songs. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. So then the next one, Wendy Gifford Greer. Yeah. Uh, she gave us a little bit of uh, brown eyed girl. You all right there, Chief? Still trying to give her this gold. Now this one. This is a good one. Oh yeah. Now this song brings back memories because this is always the closing song at the local bar in Clemson. <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah, this is always the last song before they closed. Oh, nice. So. Seen all the college kids uh, trying to sing the words of the song. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, the next one I'm going to do. David Cardwell uh, gave us old number three. Actually, right David here. Cardwell was from our uh, previous episode. I think episode 35, which was uh, Black Warrior Smokers. He was on with us. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is a uh, Sublime Summertime, which I, I'm not a huge fan of this song, but. It kind of does have a little funky beat. What do think about that one? I could, I could get down with this. I, <laughs> I can see myself with a lime and a Corona. <laughs> All right. And uh, number, we'll go two. This is kind of one of the uh, the songs that uh, means a lot to me, just because it's the KSR theme song, at least the beginning part of it. But this is actually Kid Rock all summer long, but KSR song is Werewolves in London. Ah-oo! Yeah. So this is the uh, number two song. Are you a Kid Rock fan? Personally, um, not really. <laughs> But he's he's probably a guy to have a, a bacon sandwich and a beer with. Oh yeah, I think he's interesting. So, could you imagine some of the questions we could ask him? Oh yeah, the things he's seen. Wow, I'm looking at the video. How about that? <laughs> Next up, number one. Next up, number one. My personal favorite, and uh, kind of a little tribute at the beginning is uh, Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Summertime. Every summer when this came on. This was big. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, they still even play it. Yeah. Even to this day, the first day of summer, I still play this song. Number one was given to us by Blake, and I agree with him. Number one. Here it is, a crew slightly transformed. Just a bit of the break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all so that So you're cruising around in Kentucky with your drop top uh, or, your ja- or your John Deere? In the uh, Nissan or the, uh, I think at that time I had a, I had a Nissan uh, station wagon. Oh, really? So Stanza wagon? Mm-hmm. Um, Gray, it yeah. talked to you? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that with this song pumping. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> so... And you do have a special bromance with uh, with Will Smith. So can can I vent a little bit uh, okay. on that one? Will Smith ha- announced two dates of his world tour. Uh, both of them are either in it's in UK is one of them, and then Croatia is the next one for 2017. I mean that broke my heart, Will. I mean Croatia. Wait, actually, Come on. Hold on, hold on. Let me make a let me make a plea here. Okay. Actually, uh, I'm. We're kind of doing our like travel bucket list right now, mm-hmm. where things we'd like to go. Croatia is actually in our top three. Really, it's affordable. Flights are cheap, huh? And it's supposedly beautiful. So wow. uh, maybe we need to put put a uh, little book on that you for think, us. You think we can get there by August? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you got your passport ready, right? Go see Will in Croatia. Yeah. I've never heard people say like here like Sandro Pay go to Paris. Never like oh let's pack up and go to Croatia. Is that on the top list? I didn't even know it was it's there. It's like one of the most affordable countries right now to travel to. Well, how about yeah. it? Yeah. I actually might take a look at that. Hey, how to. much do you think of plane tickets? I'm sure they're probably 1000 bucks, yeah. but but it's worth it to see Yeah, well. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Better you can like fly to Kenya for like 2000 So I mean, I, I think I'd really go to Croatia and check out Will Smith. Um, one thing that I will say about uh, one of our previous uh, people that were on the show was uh, Leanne Powell from Southern Grace Distilleries. I did put on the Facebook uh, post, uh, so proud to announce that Sundog Pink has made a platinum medal in the 2017 SIP Awards. So congratulations to them Yeah, and their Sundog Pink Lemonade. If you haven't tried it, hey, buddy, something to something Go to check out, I think it's whiskeyprison.com. Mm-hmm. It's a website. They are having a tour uh, the 9th, so probably after this is sure. posted. Sure. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that was that. Um, well, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, uh, Mojo. How you be darn? You know, about uh, Sunday coming home, I just about met my maker. Ooh, Maker's yeah. Mark? Yeah, no, I wish it was Maker's Mark. Uh-oh. But, hey, uh, guys, it is uh, summertime, spring, <laughs> into springtime, summertime. Heard Jazzy Jeff. Please uh, keep your eyes open on the road for motorcycle riders. Because. Mm. Uh, Safety announcement. Yeah, I just about had a head on with a young lady texting. Oh, no. So. Yeah, that was not nice. Mm. Please, uh, yeah, please, please put those phones away. My life is more valuable than than you uh, Snapchatting or Instagramming a new photo of yourself. Mm. So, have you seen? There's a a video about um, a, a commercial for not PSA. Not, yeah. yeah, and it was uh, somebody was Snapchatting right while they were they got in an accident. It was awful. Yeah, that's, guys, it's, it's not, not that, that important. Yeah. It really isn't. Uh, trust me, yeah. it's awful. That's. Yeah, that's not good. But anyway, how you be doing? Uh, I'm good. So we we have well documented on the show my hatred for squirrels. Right. Um, Just about as much for Kentucky for baseball, basketball. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so we thought squirrels were an issue. And then I have noticed around the neighborhood that the, the number of squirrels have diminished. 
So I'm like, okay, maybe they're starting to find somewhere else that they want to go to. They want to go check out. Um, and then we started getting these uh, uh, next door app notifications about snakes. Mm. So the the squirrel population is diminishing while, while the snake population is increasing. So I guess they have a little Golden Corral uh, squirrel buffet. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet on Edgewood if you want to go check it out, if you're a snake. Mm. Uh, so much so that the power, a snake caused a power outage in wow. Concord for a, a solid over 20 hours. A wow. snake. A snake did that. A snake hit a substation and literally fried the entire substation. Um, Maybe there's like a revolt, a coup, or a resistance right now of snakes <laughs> that are trying to take out humans and just, let's cut their power first. Dude, I'm not I'm not even doubting it. Uh, it took out the power. We thought, well, we were right in the middle of dinner, and or cooking dinner, and it went out, and we were having family over and whatnot, and uh, took out the power, and it was off the entire night. It came back on, I think, around 1 o'clock, and then the, the replacement part that they had failed, mm. and uh, that caught on fire as well. And then it was out until one o'clock the next day. Mm. So that was that was pretty fantastic, I tell you. Mm. At least uh, at least we haven't hit the uh, supreme max load of humidity in the, here in the south. <laughs> it wasn't would... it wasn't horrible. Um, I I went into like Walker Texas Ranger mode when that happened. <laughs> So I'm, like, protecting the neighborhood. Somehow I became, like, Batman in that moment. Sure. Uh, so walking around, making sure everybody got around safe. We did have a generator. We were out for 20 hours, people, and I had a generator, like, within an hour. Wow. Uh, so we, we got that bad boy up. We were the uh, home base for people that needed to charge their cell phones. So so, so you already started freeze-drying food at the time <laughs> we and canning. Going, yeah. yeah, I got you. I went into prepper mode instantly. So that was pretty, there you go. Uh, pretty intense. Um, so, uh, one thing that we have here in studio with us is, uh, downtown donuts. They also started this week. Um, and they are a new downtown donut company that, uh, started right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord. And so we have them in studio. What are you thinking about these donuts? Let's, let's kind of talk. We don't about have them. the owners in no, studio, no, no, but sorry, we have, we the, have donuts the donuts in studio. Which I don't know which would be more important, the donuts or the owners. I could care less about the owners. You're first, right. you want to try their product. First, let's so, try it. Yeah. So, uh, we have all cake donuts, so they're all. Here's how the the story works, the system works. So they're all the same donut. They make them fresh as they're, you know, people order. People yeah. order them. Uh, they're fresh. They're all cake donuts, and then you put the toppings on whatever one you want. So, uh, Mojo, you've had some. Mm -hmm. How do they taste? Um, well, first off, when you open the box, it's mm -hmm. like uh, looking at like a, a college kid who just smoked a pound of reefer. <laughs> all, the, all the toppings are crazy. You know? They are crazy. So, uh, like we, I, I haven't touched a lemon one with fruity pebbles. Mm -hmm. Come on, that fruity is like pebbles. that is that is screaming Denver, Colorado dispensary right there. <laughs> so, no, they look good. Um, they look great at first. Uh -huh. um, and then the second thing is they they actually tasted good. Yeah. So I, I was I was impressed because I'm not a cake donut kind of person. I like the yeast donuts. Like, yep. Like Krispy Kreme, the uh, I'll give you that the uh, most delicious thing in the South that comes out of a fryer. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, but you know, they're actually really good. You know, there are plenty of different types of toppings that we've got there. It's um, probably sixty four thousand million variations. That's, I'm sure. that's probably a little high. I would probably shoot a little bit lower. Um, we did have uh, Ryan from HB Five steal our maple and bacon. Uh, donut, which I'm very upset about. Yeah, there's a little bit of, There's some bacon crumble in here that you can put on another <laughs> dessert. So. Um, but they have all kinds of different toppings you can put on. It's you know, it, it's like the sweet frog of donuts. I would think you can just kind of put on whatever toppings you want. 
Um, so they're good. You like them? Yeah, yeah. I'm like I said, I'm I'm a Krispy Kreme guy, but these are actually good cake donuts. Okay. So so we give them how many <laughs> how many skillets up? <laughs> Out of five skillets, I'd uh-huh. probably give them a three and a half. Cause, wow. Yeah. Okay. They, they're but the the test of the test of trial by fire is mm-hmm. when they're really busy. Yeah. Is it consistent? So. Um, like you said, I think you said when they first opened up, they had an hour wait. Yeah. And you were, this is an off day, so they came, they were just pretty right. fast today. So, yeah. yeah we, I think it'd be, th- I think it'd be a big thing for me would be consistency. Yeah. So, so they, uh, when they first started, I think that they sold out all of their ingredients within two days, two or three days. I think they said they sold 28,000 donuts. Wow. Um, so that's, that's pretty hot. Yeah. Hopefully they're, hopefully they're putting some bank in. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I do like about them is uh, they open from eight to eight. So it's one of the, th- the stores that opens later in Concord. It stays open. Yeah. Later that's, in Concord, that's, that's unique, which is what we need here in uh, Concord. So yeah, cause they have a tendency to roll up the streets right here. Very around, early around you know, sundown. Very early. So um, anyway, so just check them out. Uh, they're downtown donuts. You can Google them and they're open from eight to eight. So if you need a donut and it's, yeah. you know, past so, noon, yeah, if you're local, check it out. Here in Concord, stop by. If not, I'm sure they probably ship. If you're in Tokyo and you want to try them, uh, shoot us up uh, a message and we'll try to ship them out to you. Yeah. We'll try to vacuum seal them or something. <laughs> Four million in shipping, though. We'll, we'll trade. We'll do some trades. We like to have some Japanese treats. <laughs> or Tokyo, Tokyo treats. <laughs> Speaking of snakes, as we talked about earlier, um, mm, I got to tell you, I ran across a wacky news story. So let's uh, let's bring in some wacky news. So this is from uh, News Channel 6, ABC, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, my. South Carolina will no longer allow lions, tigers, and bears to be pets. Uh, a new law that takes effect Jane 1 makes it illegal to own, quote, a large wildcat, a non-native bear, or a great ape. have no idea that great apes were an issue, but I guess they are. Um, that you're talking we- about the, the, like the, the cartoon great ape? No, that's Grape Ape. Oh, oh but that's I right. love that cartoon. That was a great cartoon, wasn't it? I love Grape Ape. Yeah. Grape Ape. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Uh, so you can't have a large wildcat, non-native bear, or a grape ape. Uh, that leaves just four states without uh, rules for keeping wild animals as pets. What are your rules for having large animals or wild exotic animals? Well, currently I have one in my house. You do have a big she, dog. She's a five-year-old oh, kid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little blonde hair. So, um, if they're wild and not domesticated, you can't have them. Jeez, I mean, especially now in the neighborhoods. And, yeah. And uh, all the kids around. I mean, I couldn't imagine owning a native bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, you know, wham, bam, the, the neighborhood kid is gone missing off the yeah. scooter. And they still have a shoe, a bloody shoe hanging out. So, I mean. <laughs> That's a yeah. good image I want to yeah. keep up. So, yeah, I can't. I'm I, I'm not even a big fan of reptiles in, no. in houses anymore. No, so, I, know I can't cool, do that. But. Uh, the Humane Society has documented at least 10 cases since 1991 of bears, big cats, or primates getting loose in or injuring someone in the state. And I'm assuming that's just South Carolina. But remember there's like a, a couple of years ago where a chimpanzee just went nuts on a lady and like ripped her face off. Oh, yeah. That was nuts. I think ate her, yeah, ate her face or ripped her I face. I just ripped her face off like crushed her skull here's my here's my rule on it 
and I need y'all to listen up. Again, we say at the beginning, a degree in common sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, heads up. If you have an animal that can kill you if you're sleeping, that's not a good rule to have. Yeah, yeah. You can't have that animal there. Like snakes. Yeah. No, if yeah. they bite you and you die, or boa constrictor just all, you know wraps around your neck, you're sleeping at night, it gets loose, old no shoulders gets around your neck. Mm-mm. I ain't doing only, that. Only exception I can make to that rule, it would be Clyde from uh, uh, Any Way But Loose, the Clint Eastwood movie, okay. the monkey. Okay. Yeah, he was a pretty cool orangutan. But listen, he could, he could oh, yeah. one day he could just have a, mm, I ain't taking this no more. That's right. I'm flinging my poo party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could just poop and just fling it everywhere. And you know what else they do when they're, you know, just bored? Oh, yeah. yeah. Idle hands. Could you imagine like having like, you know. People over, having a little dinner party. Yeah, just, you just made sudden, another round of Kentucky uh, mules, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Maybe he gets one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not so a good image. That's my rule, is if it, if it can kill you, you're not in my house. Yeah, I agree. I, so I, I hate that. those things. All right. Um, you have a story? Yeah, let's see here. Um, American, Airli- American Airlines is actually back in again. the uh, news <laughs> get. So, uh, that's one of them donuts, by the way. Yeah. Just pick one. Just give me one. Just give you one? Yeah. Just pick one. Well, fruit or chocolate? Whatever. Hit me up. He's not looking. What is it? What do I get? Big and gets a like donut roulette. It's like a Snickers donut. top. Oh yeah. I think this is the Reese's Pieces one. Oh yeah. You want half? No, I'm good. Okay. So uh yeah, American Airlines uh Oh that's good. Uh, had a plane full of passengers on and two law enforcement officers came in and escorted Michael Manella, a double amputee with no feet, down the aisle <laughs> and into the airport. What? Yeah, um, it was a little bit of extreme. They, they thought he was intoxicated, but uh, soon enough they realized that he was actually sober. Um, oh. He simply hobbled down the aisle to ask for a drink on the flight uh, that was heading out of Miami without the wheelchair oh, no. that was uh, promised to him. Oh. And, yeah, they they threw him out. So, but Michael Manella is actually a businessman. He was traveling for work. Uh, he claims in a new lawsuit um, that, yeah, he was horribly mistreated. Mm. So, American Airlines, I'm not looking to fly in to Ireland with them. I can tell you <laughs> that now. So, wow. That's sad. It is. It is. Um, hey, have you ever wanted to tell a joke at said cocktail party? Um, yeah. <laughs> So the scientists have uh, discovered the funniest joke in the world. So this is um, according to um, the wonderful news outlet, New Jersey 101.5. Um, they have on their, their website that um, scientists have uh, discovered the funniest joke in the world in a new book, Ha! The Science of When We Laugh and Why. There is a new study that uh, that gives the funniest joke in the world. So I know you're on the edge of your seat for this one. Literally, I think it just fell off. Of it. Um, no, my Fruity Pebble donut just like shattered <laughs> in my face. <laughs> so here's the joke. Um, oh, and I can't really get behind it, but here we go. Uh, two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He's not breathing and his eyes are glazed, so his friend calls 911. He said, my friend is dead. What should I do? The opera- operator replies, calm down, sir. I can help you. First, make sure that he's dead. There's a silence, then a loud bang. Back on the phone, the hunter says, okay, now what? (laughs) 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 It's funny, but it's not the funniest joke in the world. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not the funniest joke in the world, so. Mm. But it was still funny, though. Cool. It was a good one. It's so like the, uh, what does the casket say to the other casket? Mm. Is that you coughing? Nah, ah. that should be your theme song. <laughs> no, no, hacks a lot, yeah. <laughs> Senior hacks a lot. Um, all right, so that's what we got. Uh, got any more wacky news? Yeah, one more. Right. Uh, this will be how the zombie apocalypse happens. That's not a headline. That's my headline. So, <laughs> um, There's a U.S. firm mm-hmm. called BioQuark who plans to test stem cell theory on brain-dead patients. Uh, the what? Met- yeah. It has not been tested on animals yet. It will be tested in Latin America. I guess they're the, uh, they're the fortunate continent who the zombie apocalypse will start. <laughs> but, yeah, they plan on... Um, uh, doing this at the end of the year here in 2017, and uh, they have, of course, they haven't named the country yet. But um, yeah, they'll they'll actually test the subjects after they've been declared brain dead in the hospital, and they'll be offered a series of injections and um, stimulants to see if they can reboot the uh, brain. So there's no way this can backfire. I'm just saying. So maybe Walking Dead was actually awesome. a, maybe Walking Dead was actually a pre-documentary movie. So. <laughs> Of what happens when we're going to reboot stem cells. That sounds awesome. Yeah, when people get too ambitious. Yeah. Didn't somebody say, stop playing Jesus? Try trying to play God. Oh, that was Jurassic Park. That ended That ended well, didn't it? I think three or four times, right? <laughs> Did we not learn from the first movie? Yeah. Can we just stop them then? Couldn't, couldn't have nuked them at the end? Ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. That's so true. Can't stop a moneymaker, right? So what do you think about that? About the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, starting in Latin America due to a company trying to revive oh, the dead. Isn't that how how uh, what's that movie series? Resident Evil? Didn't that didn't that how it started? Start with a virus with that one. Pretty, but, much, uh, the same but pretty thing. much all the zombie apocalypse started with using overzealous uh, <laughs> medical company or something like that. That you know, trying to save the world, but then never really. I think that's also how Piranha 3D started. <laughs> probably Shark. Probably Sharknado, <laughs> Sharknado. too. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how this could possibly go wrong. I think it's a brilliant idea, and they should keep plugging along. Oh yeah, why not try it on the whole world at one time? <laughs> or they could, they could just try to do that with the millennials, and maybe they'll get a job. Oh, ouch! Yeah, my thirteen-year-old may need that with a brain. Hey, buddy. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go to uh, a bit that we call "Dear Mojo," where I'm going to ask you some "Dear Abby" questions and see how you would answer them. Oh boy, you ready for this? Go mm. for it. All right, here we go. Dear Abby, dear Abby, my feet are too long. My hair is falling out and my rights are all wrong. My friends, they all tell me that I'm no friends at all. Won't you write me a letter? Won't you give me a call? Sign bewildered. Dear Mojo, my 21-year-old daughter has a six-month-old child. The father is a 36-year-old man who recently, get this, got deported to Mexico. He continues to contact her and wants her to travel to Mexico to visit him. I am terrified of all things that could happen to her if she goes. I don't trust him. I keep thinking he will try to keep the baby, or will he try to keep them both, or entice her to do something illegal? In parentheses, he had an earlier felony conviction. I love how mom's just putting all this stuff out. Mm. Am I overreacting? How can I get her to recognize that these types of things can happen all the time? Signed, Mother in Illinois. Mm. 
there's that's so a, that's much a there. lot to unpack there, right? <laughs> that's so much. Mm. Um, I think I would probably take this kid's uh, uh, passport away, <laughs> just like hide it. You but, think? Wait, the the thing that you're going to recommend is take the passport, but you don't need a passport to get into Mexico. You just like walk across the border. Well, yeah, but you might have to carry a couple of gallon jugs of water. I don't think that. <laughs> Do you know? Do you mean? Do you know many Americans that ambitious? No. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not. right. No, you're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I think the mm. guy probably would have either been deported. It sounded like his record wasn't too great anyway, <laughs> right. right? So I think the deportation is a problem. But I think this is a. Obviously, she's not a very. Uh, mm. She's not making wise decisions. I, I can understand being worried for the kid and things like that too. But man, sure. What do you do about the grandkid? Uh, obviously, I think it's probably too young to travel, especially to an unknown place. I mean, like yeah. that. You know, I, as a parent, I couldn't do that with a, that young of a kid. Mm. So, whew. if she wants to be the test guinea pig, let her go by herself. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, dear Abby, just said you can't uh, you can't stop her. Let let Mama go, but you might want to keep keep all your grandkids. Yeah. Might not see that again. All right, so here's another one. Um, Dear Abby, my mother raised two of my nephews because their parents are drug addicts. Again, why are we putting so much information in these? They're like blasting. All I these guess. People. I guess when it's anonymous like that, yeah. it's kind of a little. Now they are adults, 21 and 25. As a result of circumstances, my mom was never a- able to be a fun, doting grandmother to her other grandkids. Long story short, um, she recently mentioned that she, when she passes away, she will leave more to the fake grandchildren than her real grandchildren and she feels like this is unfair I express that she has other grandchildren and things should be divided equally among them am i wrong to feel this way looking ahead in north carolina yes you're wrong yep. you're, you're a selfish <laughs> little brat you're uh, that. You're, that grandmother worked very hard for their their possessions and if she wants to leave it to the church first church or the mm-hmm. corinthians the beulah Land baptist church or free missionary will um, she can. I think she, I'm actually visiting there this week. <laughs> so you know, for yeah, just are you entitled to that? I don't. I, right. I mean, yeah, I can understand what your point is, but guess what? It's not yours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So shut up and go clock back in at McDonald's. <laughs> mm, that's exactly what uh, dear Abby said. She clock said, back in at McDonald's. That's, she, that's pretty good. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, she was just saying, it ain't yours, lady, so she can do whatever she wants. All right. Uh, Dear Abby, when my daughter and her family come to visit, they are very messy. They have a three- and four-year-old and two large, long-haired dogs. I can deal with the children's messiness, but the dogs, nah. I agreed to let them bring their dogs if they cleaned up after them, but that hasn't happened. The dogs shed terribly. Their hair needs to be vacuumed daily. If they don't practice it at home, they don't do it here. Hmm. Um they don't pick up after themselves anywhere. What do I do? Drained in Pennsylvania. So this is a mother and, yep. their, and their kid, I guess, coming to visit? Yeah, uh, their daughter, and they have three- and four-year-old, I guess, grandkids at this point. Oh, man. Mm. Because you, you risk alienating. I mean, you, it's kind of like a toss-up. You don't want your house to be dirty. and you, right. but you gotta. But you also kind of have to lay the rule down. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you want to come visit, we want you to visit. But, you know, you can keep your house nasty, but... You know, you're not going to do the same thing in mind, but in the same token, you may alienate where they won't bring the grandkids back. So, Well, let's keep in mind, it's not the kids that they're worried about. It's about the pets. But some, sometimes people are more possessive of their pets yeah. than their kids. That's, so. that's the point that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Why, why do we think that, that pets are just as good as people? 
and also it entitled to the nuts. same rights as exactly. your kids, your natural kids. Yeah. But uh, if I was if I was that mother, I would actually probably just say, "Look, let's how about we take the dogs? We'll put them in a, a boarding mm. and find the nicest boarding place they have there. You know, with like the couches and the Wi Fi and the uh, smoothie why, bar. Why does a dog need Wi Fi? I don't get it. It's crazy. Some, some of these places are crazy now. One of them has like just TVs on the dog channel. The fact that there's a dog channel disturbs me. <laughs> the fact that there's TVs showing the dog right. channel at the kennel that also disturbs me. Do they monitor the, the how many hours they watch, or just, do they do they monitor how close they sit to the TV? I don't know, but like after nine, do they switch it to the Discovery Channel, or is it like Animal Skinamax? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. what happens there? Yeah. Golly, y'all. So yeah, you can, uh, two things. You gotta you gotta you gotta kind of tread lightly. But man, I'm telling you, I would offer the kennel kill them of course they're probably gonna say no because they're they're baby yep. babies or whatever but yeah you just gotta lay some simple rules down there they gotta walk around the vacuum cleaner i guess so <laughs> i would tell them to uh put the uh, put the pets in the garage and just let them stay there mm. y'all nothing wrong with that and and that's the thing that i have i, I worry about when i go to my in-laws because my dad has a dog so they're not too worried about it but my in-laws they don't have a dog inside that stays like like my dog does so i try to be very conscious of you know, making sure that she doesn't make any messes and she's housebroken and stuff and not too much in the way. But I get worried about that. So I'm really conscious of of that. I couldn't imagine just like. Uh, all willy nilly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like I said, they probably care more about their dogs than they do with the kids. Not saying <laughs> as far as love, but. Right. Like they're probably more worried about the, or the kids making a mess than the dogs are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or maybe not. But Yeah. I don't know. I just think, <laughs> I just think it's stupid how we, we make humans. Or make pets just like humans. Well, that's the reason why they're. I think the pet business now is like, or the mm-hmm. like, accessory food business is like three or four billion dollars now annually. I think somebody was genius. Have you seen where they they have like dog weddings? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do a pet thing and a wedding thing. You've marked up at least four hundred percent on that. Maybe I should become a dog caterer. I'll just open up <laughs> a couple boxes of milk bones. And... Dude, I'm not kidding you. That would make so much money in this stupid society. You would make millions. Well, when I tell you what, I was done when I came out with the strollers. For the dogs? For the dogs. For, and the cats and things like that. When you try to walk a cat, that's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. Might as well walk your snake. Yeah. yeah. hate those things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, good Lord, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't understand. I wonder what that, your, I wonder what your granny would think about that. Oh, that would be a good question. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And she'd probably politely try to decline the answer, I'm sure. <laughs> I wonder what her brain is actually thinking. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, that's the first half. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we have, as you mentioned, special guest, my grandma, is going to be on the show. So uh, special treat for that. Anyway, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's me, Big Ain. Summer is made for grilling and chilling. And you, too, can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. in church on Sunday morning Grandma's hand played a tambourine so well Grandma 
Kisha out a warning she'd say Billy don't you run so fast Might fall on a piece of glass Might be snakes there in that grass Grandma's hand All right, thank you for tuning in. This is the second half of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, a special guest, very special guest for this week's episode is, as we mentioned before, my wonderful, beautiful grandma. So say hello, grandma. Hello. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, you are about to turn 80. 88. And that's going to be set, not, nope. July the 1st. July 1st. You have a July 1st birthday and then dad has a September 1st birthday. So I guess it's a, it's a first thing. Um. So yeah, so 88 years old. Right. How do you feel about that? I feel blessed. <laughs> so you, uh, we were talking before, and your family actually was from here, from, mm-hmm. from North Carolina, right? My mother and dad was born in Allegheny County. Allegheny. Or Allegheny, which is it. Yeah, so there's an Allegheny in Allegheny mm-hmm. County. And they went to Kentucky, you said, on a, what do you call it, a my mother rode the train on a half ticket. <laughs> I don't know what that means, really. It's just a one-way ticket, I would assume? Right, Did, right. Just going there and not, not planning on coming back? Right. All right. So they went there and settled. They spent their life there. In Kentucky. What part of Kentucky? In Adair County. Adair. I love it. It's A-D-A-I-R, but it sounds like, hey, look over there. It's a dar. <laughs> like it's a deer, but it's a dare. Um Okay, so you're 88. So, yes. you'll, you'll soon be. So, times may have changed just a little bit, would you say? A lot. <laughs> what um, What are some things that, that has changed? What, what's, I mean, when you grew up, you didn't even have, like, electricity. Electricity. Right? Running water? No running water. We had a well. We got water from also a spring. So, we kept our milk in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how you would keep it all cold. Right. Wow, um, what was what was the thing when you when you were a kid? Like, what were the things that you were doing back then for entertainment? Or for entertainment, we played hopscotch, hide and go seek, ran races, and later on Chinese checkers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was fun. You'd a lot of exercise. No Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that? No. No, no video games? No. <laughs> um, what was probably, growing up, maybe what was some of the scariest things that you remember? Like, uh, I'm sure you, you've gone through the, the World War. How? What, what was your perspective on that? Well, that was something everybody was upset about and still worried about wars. Still now? Mm. Um, and you grew up in the time of the Great Depression, so that was that was where you just you used everything that you possibly could, right? We had uh, plenty of food. Did you? Oh yes, pure good food. <laughs> <laughs> My dad had uh, beehives, had his own honey, which was just wow. pure and golden in color, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he grew cane. We had our own sagram. Mm-hmm. And my mother had a garden. She grew vegetables, canned a lot. And Dad had a big orchard with all colors of fruit 
green, red, yellow apples. I had cherries, peaches, and grape harbors, and we had food right through the Depression. Yeah, that's definitely uh, different than how it is now. You know, like if <laughs> right. we went through an economic crisis right now, we'd be really up the creek with no paddles because yeah. none of us know how to survive, know how to grow, you know, a, a small majority, I should say. Right. Too, so. Yeah, we even talked about the other day, just like how do you even start canning? Like I don't know the process of like canning meat and stuff. Like I could right. do vegetables and jams and stuff, right. but like meat. And you, uh, you were saying like you would just have all kinds of meat that would just be canned. You could we just... had country ham, canned uh, tenderloin, sausage, and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you are born in the tail end of the Depression. Talk about World War II. Now, World War II, the, and of course, all the major cities, you, you, you may have not been affected by it, but we had ration cards. There were, mm-hmm. I mean, even women were trying to give up their stockings to recycle those for, for you know, uh, military uniforms and everything else like that. Did, it, was that. did that happen also in Kentucky where you were at? Well, I don't remember exactly. I, the war was just a thing that everybody was worried about and bad thing. Did a lot of men, a lot of we boys had, and men go from your area? Yes. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law's and my brother was in service. And yeah, we just celebrated D-Day this, yeah. this mm-hmm. week, so pretty interesting to talk yeah. about today so yeah. um that's the greatest generation i mean i i don't know if we'll ever see that again i mean people went fiercely and pe- farmers and whoever else went to yeah. a, a foreign land and i mean just gun hoeing about it so yeah i don't know i don't know if we'll ever see that again that type of yeah millions and millions of self-sacrifice like that so you see kind of going off of the piggyback of that like you see people now and you see kids and you've got great grandkids and and things like that like how do you see them different than than you were when you were a kid or um what's the difference between maybe you as a kid and then you know great grandkids as kids you mean the difference in their uh upbringing now yeah like how is it different like when you were being brought up versus how kids are being brought up now well, there was as many things to uh, for children to get into then. <laughs> of course, they, children do find things to get into, but uh, I don't know. It seemed children were brought up strict. They knew they had to obey, and uh, some obey now their parents, and some doesn't. Hmm. Maybe like as as a parent now. What what advice would you give to like a parent now, to uh, you know raising a kid? Like you obviously, my you got my dad over here. You he, you did pretty good on him. I did real good. Then <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then me. So, but how how what would advice would you give to parents these days? Well, first of all, raise them up to uh, fear God, to believe in God, and live a Christian life. Uh, be strong in whatever you do. Hmm. And we've come from a, a pretty long line. We, we were talking on the way over just uh, pastors in our in our family. You were saying that your your dad's side was in the ministry. My uh, is on my mother's side. The, okay. My uncle John Cobwell mm-hmm. was the minister, and of course my father in law and also my husband. 
And you met Grandpa. Tell tell the story of how you met Grandpa. You mean Grandpa Patton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, NT. Well, uh, he was uh, a minister, and he held a revival at our church. <coughs> and uh, he was a well-known preacher, and everybody loved him, and he preached the Word. <laughs> and I remember you saying that he, he would come to your church on a horseback. Is that right? Well, he didn't so much, but my husband did. Yeah. He came to see me on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different from now where you can, like, Uber to a date, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he came uh, on a horseback mm-hmm. to, to come some court part you. Part of the time, yeah. And that's how you met was through a revival? Through revival, yeah. Nice. Um, so so maybe what's been the the thing that has been the most shocking to you between when you were growing up and is now? Like, that is uh, that you just still can't believe we have like we talked about you we didn't you didn't have electricity and mm-hmm. running water in your house like what's uh something now that you're still amazed that uh that we have well what bothers me is so many divorces hmm. and children gets the bad end of the divorce hmm. there's just so many things for children to to entice children to do wrong do you have any questions? Yeah. Southern Southern food. Here we go. Yeah. This is right up your alley. That good stuff. That's right. That's the only way to eat, I think. So I didn't know there was any other way until I was 18. So, <laughs> so what, are, what are some of your favorite uh, Southern dishes you like to cook? Well, I love to bake. I guess that's my favorite thing to do, but uh, cooking vegetables and the good thing. But, the healthy food. The healthy food. Does, <laughs> that inc- does that include lard in it or bacon, bacon fat? I don't use lard. Really? Really? Or I, I do love bacon. I do eat bacon sometimes seasoned with bacon grease. But I have a, I have two jars of it in my fridge, so <laughs> I save all my grease. What's what's some of the favorite things to cook or to bake? Cake, cookies, cobblers. Oh, Lord. All of that. Yeah. So I need you to tell our, our listeners, what is the difference between a healthy cake and a not healthy cake? <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're, gonna, if you're trying to do better on your sugar, what do you do? Well, I cut down on it. Oh, yeah? So. <laughs> <laughs> she won't say. Well, at least she didn't say don't eat cake. You know, right. So. She she'll say uh, she, you only do like one layer instead of two. Well, that's right, I do. And if I get wanting to share, I double the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do any canning or anything like that now? No, I don't. Okay. I uh, would like to. She she would make the best green beans. She would can the, the fresh green beans, and and still like amazing. Uh, when she she makes them, but we grew up on gravy and biscuit and mm. red eye gravy ham and. Mm. Now tell us about this chocolate gravy because yeah, I've, ha- I've had it, but I've had it after it was a. I think Jess made it, didn't she? Follow the recipe, or you brought some? We brought some back. It was a few days late, right? Um, so it wasn't fresh out of the it kitchen. St- it was still good. It was still good, probably not the best. In fact, I understand uh, you're going to be making some this week. I am. Um, and you've been practicing. <laughs> I don't think Dad's been minding you too much. You asked Clifford about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what it's, is chocolate gravy? It's almost <coughs> like chocolate p- 
put in. I don't usually put the egg yolks in it, but it's just made with the milk, butter, sugar, <laughs> cocoa. <laughs> a little bit of love. Yeah. And a lot of, yeah, that's right. A little bit of love. Now, there's a controversy here in the South about biscuits. Do you do drop biscuits? Do you do uh, no. cut biscuits like, you know, you put the dough I do, in? Yeah. Okay. the cut biscuits. Yeah, because my, my grandmother used to cheat, and she'd do drop biscuits all the time, and I hated mm-hmm. those, but yeah. that's all she did. I guess she was lazy. So. <laughs> What's your favorite thing uh, healthy-wise to cook? Vegetables. Vegetables. Mm-hmm. And how do you make your vegetables? good <laughs> <laughs> she's not giving away any recipes today so. i season with butter a lot mm-hmm. sometimes there's a little bit of sugar in the in the green beans or a little dash of sugar yeah and uh, i will say again hands down the best cream corn on the planet it's just amazing seems like she's got a lot of cooking to do before she goes back yeah so. yeah no doubt we are uh, going through the grandma gauntlet as I like to call it, so we're going through. We had salmon patties last week. Are you a fan of the salmon? I can't patties? do salmon patties because mm. my mother would never take the, f- the skin and bones oh, out of the can. No, so I I had to eat that choking choke them down growing up. So I can't do the <laughs> salmon patties. So we had those last night and some apples. She does really good apples on that, like fried apples, I guess. Or mm. okay. Yeah, yeah, some fried apples. And in fact, you even were doing some uh, fried apple pies. Mm. Uh, from the farmer's market when I was last up there. Yeah, fried apple pies are good. That's used to, that's, they were made with dried apples, mm-hmm. fresh apples from the farm, dried, and now they are good. Mm. They are. Are you starting to understand why I'm called Biggin? <laughs> <laughs> All this good food. Any secrets to share as far as cornbread? Well, no, not really. <laughs> we, there should be because there's a lot now i mean people make it a hundred different ways and yeah a lot of it's crappy i usually make the old-fashioned way i use it. black skillet yeah cast iron skillet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember that's the yeah, key that's the key yeah um do you get now do you put it in the oven get it hot first with a little bit of butter and then dump the mix in it to yeah. get that crust yeah there you go yeah yeah so black skillets matter yeah absolutely yeah. always um well, out of uh, so you were married fifty years to to my grandpa over yeah. over fifty years. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what was the, some of the secrets to keeping that marriage going? The black iron, the black, the black iron skills. skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> well, I tried to. Well, the main thing is love, keeping mm. a marriage going. Mm. Respect for each other. Wow. It all goes together. Yeah. What, uh, so you had my dad, and then you had Sandy that are here. We lost our first baby, Bernita. And then Cliff came along. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sandy, so they are my world. Well, now that I have... family. I have you. What are what's some dirt that you can get dish on my dad that uh, that you normally maybe? Oh, honey, he doesn't have any. (laughs) (laughs) I will say some of the best times I've had with Grandma. I actually stayed with her in college, and um, she was a blessing at that point where I could just you know live with Grandma and then go to college and save like a ton of money doing that. And we had some good times. There was a time where um, 
I I got sick and it was like some type of poison ivy like all over my body mm-hmm. and then she would I would lay on the the living room couch and she would just tell me like little kid stories when I was in college <laughs> and I would just doze right off to sleep and uh times where she would let me put a squeeze a tomato on her head <laughs> just cuz I wanted to squeeze a tomato and I also chased him with the skillet <laughs> <laughs> she did as a matter of fact so this little uh this little lady's got some 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 feist in her I tell you that I find that with a lot of short southern women mm-hmm. you know they pack a lot of punch especially my mother <laughs> they so. do but it was a blessing to have him. Um, one of the things that uh, that I've said to to your face uh, that uh, you are probably the closest person I know that walks the face of this earth that is as close to Jesus as I know. I try daily to let him lead me. Um, I will never see a faith that is strong as hers. Um, she has uh, showed Christ to me and to my my wife and to my family um, so much, and I'm. So appreciative of that. Um, but you are a role model. And I don't think that our generation or any other generations really respect our older generation nearly as much um, as as you deserve. You said before, like those, that generation will never see him again. Yeah. But just the, the fact that you model your faith out daily um, is amazing. So uh, what's it like walking daily, day in and day out in your faith? What's it like? Well, I don't want to get up in the mornings and not put him first. Hmm. And I learned a lot from my mother and my dad. But I think days, well, I'll never have this day again. Hmm. This day will be gone. I'll never have it again. And I want to please the Lord in today and every day. Hmm. That's a good word. Um, one question I have for you is if you could talk to the president right now, if you had one question that you could ask him or one thing you would say to the president right now, what would you say? Well, I pray for the president to put God in his life to lead the country. Would you maybe tell him to stop doing that Twitter thing? Well, I wish he would quit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a conversation with you, and you just said, I just wish he would stop using that Twitter thing. <laughs> he I just do. looks ridiculous. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even like the Twitter thing. So. Yeah, I, don't, I think a, a poll recently came out that said, like, way over half the country would just wish that he would just stop and put it away. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably even his wife. Yeah, no doubt. That's good, that's good advice right there. Yeah, no doubt. No, I just want to encourage everyone who has a grandparent mm. that's still around because my my grand all my grandparents have are have passed now, but just reach out to them because you know you never know you get some pearls of wisdom from them and mm-hmm. um, seek counseling from them um, and also learn about their life because yeah. that's your that's your tree that's your that's where your family's been journeyed from you know like uh, finding out my my family has gone back to uh, the beginning of the 1700s was pretty interesting for me you know mm-hmm. but the only reason I found that out was just talking to my grandparents and wow. you know. Finding out that um, um, on some one of my side of my family, I'm not going to call it my family, but we had some you know sins of the past that we had to reconcile mm. for. So yeah. um, it's just interesting to find out where you come from. But um, there's there's so much wisdom in, in this 88 years right here that you yeah. just love to sit with her all day and you know find out how to live. And it's probably <laughs> it's probably a lot simpler than what we make it too. You know. So oh yeah. So I just encourage everyone to reach out to their parents and their grandparents. Yeah. So. 
And you're actually part uh, part Indian, is that correct? I've never been actually told that, but I think I am. <laughs> you could probably get. I some... like the Indians. <laughs> well, I guarantee. I guarantee you she's more Native American than Elizabeth Warren, and the, Warren, the senator. So. <laughs> <laughs> you you're uh, you, you do have you do favor some Indian, and I think that is dark, and I, mm-hmm. I just I think that's where he gets Interesting, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, Grandma, thank you so much for, for coming up. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I appreciate the chocolate gravy coming up soon, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gravy-a-thon uh, this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Going to be at the Biggin Manor. So, um, do you have power back? We do have power okay. back. And so <laughs> we will uh, we'll have a gravy-a-thon up with, uh, I call her Peaky Pauline. I don't <laughs> even know where that came from. Uh, Peak on the end of my nose. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we'll have that Saturday. Yeah, I can't, and, and I can't wait. You're invited. So um, if you don't get an invitation, it's not because we don't love you. It's just because we don't have enough room, or I don't want Grandma to make that much gravy. Oh, we'll just, I'm gonna we'll just post it. pictures, and you can <laughs> lust over the Internet. You can just lick I it. I can stay up all night. <laughs> <laughs> all night making gravy. I don't know I don't know if there's that many people he likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Grams, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Any last words of, of wisdom that you would you would give our listeners or your family or anything that you want to say? Keep looking up. Nice. Pretty That's simple. That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Grams. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We had a great time, and we will be back. Again, check us out on... Uh, go to I, Apple, the podcast store. Look for us on Apple I, Podcast or iTunes. You can find us out on Stitcher or um, Google Play. Go give us a like, a subscribe, a review. Uh, share the episodes that you enjoy, and we appreciate you uh, doing that. Also, check us out on the Twitters, the Instagram, at SFP Radio. You can find us on the website at www.southernfryphilosophy.com, and also Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. Next time. And as always, keep looking up. Mm-hmm.